It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello. Yes, ain't it funky now? I ask that question every day. <laughs> Sometimes it's about what I'm smelling. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's about what I'm looking at, and sometimes it's just the groove of the music, and it's I'm feeling the funk. And right now I'm kind of feeling the funk. I've got my friend Jonathan Cottrell here in studio. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Really happy to be here. <laughs> I, I was reluctant to invite another Jonathan on my show because that means there's two Jonathans talking to each other, and that doesn't happen very often. Oh, well, it's okay. You no know way you can just call me Joe Nathan today. Joe Nathan? Yeah, yeah. I will. I think I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll answer to Johnny, John, but John, not too much. I, I'll accept John. Yeah, Johnny. I, I get it. I mean, you know, Johnny, Johanathan. Johanathan. You know, whatever. Joe, whatever yeah, Joe Nathan. About. Hey, you. I like it. Turd. That's what they called me in high school. Oh, man. Yeah, I got beat That's up rough. a lot. My bro- I had three older brothers. Okay. Recreational abuse towards me. Just for, <laughs> not for serious, but just for fun. Well, yeah. you know, I'm an oldest, so <laughs> oh, I, I, I was on the, the flip side of that. <laughs> Other side. Yeah. Okay. You gave the wedgies. You didn't receive the I wedgies. I mean, I was kinder than that, but there were some things that I'm, I I probably shouldn't mention. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's, there's 50,000 people here who will judge you. No, just kidding. Don't worry. No problem. <laughs> but thank you for being my show. Jonathan is a Jesus follower, a fa- family man, people lover, serial starter. Okay, I'm going to have questions on that one. Ooh. Community builder, tent maker. We'll have to define that for maybe those who might not know what that okay. means. Because you don't f- actually yeah, – yeah. you ma- have you ever made a tent? I mean, I have only while camping with when my camping. Kid, you know, but it's not my – that's no, not my special. That's thing. not what he's doing in his garage is making a <laughs> tent. There's a That means something else. And so not everyone knows. A Phoenix dweller, a, yes. uh-huh, a film nerd, which is – that alone would be a great show. But uh, Iced Americano Addict – and okay, this is one. This is officially – now I'm going to say something that we've never said in the show. Ooh. A cranial nudist. You nailed me. You <laughs> got <laughs> it. You got it. I should do like the top three things never said before on Christian radio. <laughs> that's one s- of them. That's one of them. Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to start a worldwide movement. You know, yeah. Bald is not a four-letter word. Bald is not a four-letter right? yeah. Own your dome. Pick the butte. <laughs> I like that. Uh, you know, you got to become a cranial nudist. Let it shine. That's right. Oh, yeah. I like that like one. That. That's I'm yeah. adding it to the repository. So, so that way you can tell us apart. We have the same name, but he's not. he's got the shine. Yeah, and I mean, I've you, got, you still have good, a good head of hair. What's left. Yeah, it's all it's all an act. I, it's just a very good toupee. It's okay. Okay, eventually, eventually. <laughs> do people do toupees anymore? I don't know. Ugh. Well, I mean, there there are some interesting hairdos out there. <laughs> That's right. Only the hairdresser knows for sure. You know, uh, Jonathan has started biz- started his first business when he was eleven. I did. So that that might explain the serial start. But okay, but okay, you've uh, serving the Phoenix community, the instigator of Yes Phoenix Phoenix Startup Week, and the CEO of Journey Age. And he's a family man since 2005. That's a bunch of awesome. Yeah. And three kids went. Well, Jonathan, this has been great. So what, now we're done. We've just, we've got. Oh, you did done. it. We're, that was longer it. than I expected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you took the longer one. I gave I you the short the, guy. You gave me the short one, but I just, there was so much <laughs> awesome stuff. And I wanted to have the opportunity to say cranial nudist. Hey, I get it. I get it. Uh, so w- with all this stuff that I've mentioned, we need to find out what's true and what's not true about me. So now it's time for fake news. Ooh, fake news. Are you news. ready for this? I don't know. Okay, say two things about you, and I'm going to try to guess which okay. one's fake. 
Well, I have climbed the third tallest peak in the world. In the world? In the world. Okay. Or I have eaten bugs, roaches, fish, live squid, all of these uh, wildlife. You've eaten live bugs, roaches, and squid. Okay. I'm going to say that you have eaten the bugs and the the peak is fake news because I think that's in Alaska. Well, it is in Alaska. You nailed it. But but you, I haven't been there. You haven't hiked that. I have not. But I you've eaten not. the live stuff. Yeah, you know. Okay. Whatever. Was it like a dare at the aquarium when you were you know, 12 or something? I, I just think it's always it's always worth a story. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's fun with the kids. I yes. used to make these silly videos for, for some groups and, you know. Will he eat that? That kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like when they, that old like youth group thing where they passed the toothpaste. I mean. You did that? Uh, yeah, I did do that. Okay. But, you <laughs> that's, know, that's it wasn't league. under those that's circumstances. small leagues. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You're talking big leagues like an alive. Wow, that's impressive. Oh, I've you. never eaten a living thing on purpose. What? I swallowed a bee in a, that was in a can of Coke. That didn't go well. No, I'm sure but, the but bee that was, was unhappy about no. it. Okay, well, that so I guess right. I'm, I I realize I'm fifty. I'm fifty fifty. Uh, I'm a coin toss, and okay. today I got it right. I'm pretty proud. I'm a little cocky. Hey, feeling a little swagger. I, I think uh, you should keep going with your record. I like it. <laughs> Look, okay, so back to this. Okay, this this term that stood out to me: cereal starter. Okay, yes. I know about cereal breakfast cereal. Yes, I know about cereal killers. Yes. What's a cereal starter? Well, I mean, first of all. It would be great if I was an entrepreneur that just started cereal brands yes. because we all like eating cereal. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, that's great. But that's not the kind of cereal okay. starter. So I, I prefer – as much as I do identify with the term entrepreneur, I think more so I identify with the term cereal starter because I – for me, it's just about – the idea. So that could be a group. It could be a movement. It could be, you know, just birthing something into the world, right? Going okay. from zero to one, creating something from nothing. Yes. And I've been doing that since I, I was 11. I mean, ultimately, you know, really started doing that more uh, in my, my early 20s. And now, you know, decades into doing that, I'm I'm good at Starting stuff, right? right. And, and okay. it's uh, it's part of what I would say is one aspect of my identity. I feel like I've been made this way that I'm good at starting things, giving life to things, making something that then other people can wrap their minds and hands around, yes, uh, whether figuratively or literally, and then going from there. I love that. Well, one is that that's probably one of the reasons I connect with you because I'm I have that DNA in myself. Yes, I love that and all these cra- these ideas. So there's. Uh, the first critique of that you'll get yes. is like you're you don't have any follow through, <laughs> you don't stick to it, yeah. you know. Find something you love and do it for twenty years. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I I say you know four years in is like I'm I'm bored. Five years is death. Yeah, and that's just I believe very much it's an, an essential part. I I actually call it the creation cycle. So I think there's what I would call starters, scalers, and sustainers. Okay. And I'm very much in that starting bracket. Again, right. something from nothing. And you don't have to necessarily be an entrepreneur to be a starter. Maybe right. you're uh, – you know, I've done that in corporate contexts. I've helped other people get their right. ideas off the ground. So it's really just about the the ability to take it and, and get it moving and get that you know initial push going. 
And there's nothing wrong with being anywhere along that spectrum. If you're a sustainer, mm-hmm. you like being at the company for 20, 30 years, great. That's right. awesome for you. That's not me. It's not you. Right. And I think right. it's just important to recognize that. And so you, you, in a sense, you are sticking with something for 20 years. It's, it's the starting. You're sticking with the ability <laughs> to start things yeah. and, and acknowledging that. Well, I think so. And, you know, for me, it's actually uh, one one exercise I, I've gone through and I, I help take others through, too, is recognizing your themes, right? So as much as I've changed jobs, right, that how I'm getting paid is changing or what I'm starting might change. Ultimately, the themes behind those things mm-hmm. are very consistent. And so that's that's helpful for me. So, yeah. And I, th- I think that we can talk about that, too, is that this – you mentioned an interest, and you've taken. I've been in where you've taken the, a group of men through this process of kind of finding, mm, and yeah. one often used in corporate circles is finding your why. Right, right. But you you change that a little bit. So yeah. if like so back to in 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 the startup or what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah, it's a lot of people say find your why. That's right. But you're, you have a different take on that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think there's some truth to what Simon Sinek uh, put out there. You know, start with why he wrote a yeah. book about it. TEDx. I mean, I think that video has been watched, you know, 50 million plus right. times. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneurial world, business world, they, they get that. And everyone's looking for their why. And I'm not saying don't find a why. Think why uh, matters. Yes. However, I think the thing that is most true about you is is who, and so we should really start with who. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are your people? Who is it that you're called um, to serve? But at your very core identity, and so for me, there are three three core things about me. I'm a, I'm a son. Um, and there's a lot of spiritual, uh, you know, backing for that for me. But I also, I have great parents. I'm, I'm very grateful to them. Mm-hmm. I'm a shepherd, uh, which is again spiritual in nature for me. But I put it in um, uh, con- another context, which is just community builder. Right. And then the third is I'm a starter. So I'm a son. Yeah. I'm a shepherd. I'm a starter. That's who I am. I'm not going to escape that ever in my life. It doesn't matter if I'm going to be 80 years old, right? Or if I was eight years old. I can be doing that always, and that's going to be the things that are – that's going to inform what's flowing out, the what I'm doing. So so, so let's bring that – your the who and face with like maybe someone says you need this. This is why you should be doing something. Mm. So then it comes up against your who. How do you wrestle with those two? Well, the, the why flows out of my who. So if I know I'm a son, I'm a shepherd, I'm a starter, I, I really know like the, the who I'm called to serve to. So my why, I, I live to love radically, right? Like yeah. that's that's what I'm doing. And I, I think so many people are, are really tying their professional ambition to their personal mission. And I believe that our purpose, our why, is more a horizon to be pursued than a destination to be reached. Mm. And so I think it doesn't matter. Again, why do you wake up every morning? Because the the fact is if I tie it to like my my thing, the the thing that I'm doing at that time, that's going to change, right? right? It's going to change. I'm not going to be doing that thing in 20 years. I'm not going to be doing it probably in five years. Yes. So it's really important to just wrestle with that question of why is it that I wake up every single morning and how is that flowing out of my very being? Yeah. That's a fantastic observation. And um, so many – the other challenge to, I like to throw in like to put yeah. some pressure – because I felt that over my decades like because I've struggled with I'm not this – I need to be a certain different kind of person. Mm. And I've yeah. – only the last like four or five years I've really fully embraced. And I'm like 
old, <laughs> really embrace that that's who I am, is yes. that I'm a starter. I Good. love starting things. I started – I went to Siberia when no one else was doing it, and I went to – started a church. I started businesses. Yeah. Started movements. You know, yes. these are the, I started a radio program, whatever. That's I'll start right. new stuff. I'm willing to try new things, and that's I, – I, rather than just taking over and doing something that someone else has been doing for 20 years. It's fantastic. That inspires me. But – then you get praised with like life happens. Yes, you gotta pay the bills. Yes, and wouldn't it be nice to do follow your heart, do your dreams, and be this kind of cool <laughs> shepherd starter type? But I know, but I'm, I'm joking. I'm I'm a little exaggerating that. Yes. But you know, but there's that throwback, maybe the boomer <laughs> type of right, throwback right. of like you still gotta pay the bill, and we all do, right? Yeah. So how do you wrestle those two? The the what needs to be done with who you are? Well, that's a great question. I, I think um, for me, again, that's why it's so important to wrestle with the who. And I can take that fullness of who I am into everything that I do. I don't have to separate my my um, my being. I don't have to compartmentalize right. who I am. So I'm going to show up the exact same person as a son, a community builder, and a starter in every context that I take myself. I do that, right, as, as a husband, as a dad. Yeah. As a brother, as a friend, as a boss, right? As an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. as someone um, in a church and spiritual context in the community. So it's really important to just take that into every area. And that's why also it, me waking up every day to love radically. Yeah. I could do that wherever I'm at. Yeah. Right? Right, right. So I think it's um, as much as, yes. There is the reality of I have to pay the bills. Right. But my my why and my who are not in conflict to that wherever that might take me. So I think it's important to just look where I'm at in my surroundings. Where am I? Who is around me? Who am I called to serve? And I can ultimately do that. And yes, I have to make money along the way. And I, I get to do that and, and be who I am in all of those contexts. And I, I really consider it a gift. If you're just tuning in, this is Jonathan Sanborn. We have in studio Jonathan Cottrell. We're talking about um, – uh, he's the CEO of Journey Age and a serial entrepreneur, serial starter. Okay, okay. I was close. Uh, you I, did it. I, yeah, almost, I, I pulled back. I was on the edge. <laughs> Having a great conversation of really starting from the point of identity and, and making and when we make our life decisions and our life directions. Fascinating. I love this conversation. Um so let's go to the question of first, just practically, what is Journey Age? Oh yeah, well thank you. I right now I, I have the the privilege of getting to lead uh, a company that I helped uh, co-found called Journey Age, and we are a personalized training partner. So we have a platform, a technology that helps uh, personalize training at scale. And like training, like what kind of, what do you mean training? Yeah, it could be any type of training, but really especially uh, one of our, our niches, if you will, is uh, employee onboarding. So as you're onboarding people, how do you make them feel like you belong? How do you, in, you know, really infuse your culture into that training? How do you prepare them to create value within the company? Mm-hmm. How do you do mm-hmm. that more quickly, but do so in a way? That makes them feel, you know, valued and cared for in the process. So, really love the the team we've built, the culture that we've got uh, to build, and and our our purpose as a company is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about living and learning. Well, our our uh, company, our purpose is to love and learn. Our mission is to deliver irreplaceable training, but ultimately, we're doing that in workplaces. We're creating um, more irre- uh, more 
uh, transformative workplace experiences uh, as we do so. Which is huge because that, that's a third of our waking lives or what that – and so if someone enters into a workspace with – you're trying to help them if, by them integrating. So how does – so putting it back into our first part, half of, the, uh, yeah. of our interview, how does that fit into the who you are? Yeah. Well, I, I love this again because I, I think there's um, – it's more important to have symmetry than, than sameness when it comes to our purpose. So um, I – it's going to be very hard for anyone to go into a job and, and just say, well, this is the exact yeah. reason I exist and this is all I'm doing for the rest of right, my life, right. right? Very difficult. But again, as I look at the various things I've done over over my, my time and the various things I've started, I mean, training, like that wasn't a theme that I was doing. I, I see a market. I'm excited by it. I love serving the customers that we get to do. Uh, but ultimately – Really, at the end of the day, it's the culture that I'm creating with my team members. How am I loving them well as a leader? Those are the things that I get to do and really infuse my whole self into mm. that. And, um, you know, as a CEO, one of the things uh, for me, uh, you know, I say there are three jobs, right? It's developing people, reinforcing the culture, and cleaning the bathrooms. Clean it. Right. Okay. And, you know, yep. Yep. And, and that's just one of the ways that we get to, to love and serve. And so I, I get to do that and in various contexts. And um, perhaps it's uh, cleaning the bathrooms. Sure. Post COVID, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. But, right. Uh, right. That's okay. <laughs> cleaning the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Wow. And how so you you know you're a Jesus lover. I am. And how does your faith influence some, your the things that you've started or or mm. first for you personally and then in general how should we should faith maybe we aren't thinking maybe accurately about how it influences the things that we start or do. Yeah, well I I love that uh question. Um one thing I love that uh, Jesus <laughs> said is um apart from me you can do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah. And and so I think it's very essential, especially as an entrepreneur, as a driven person. Um, uh, you know, you have that drive. You have those ideas that come. Mm-hmm. Really coming to a place of just recognizing, first of all, your your daily and momentary need. And so for me, very much one of the the first things that helps inform it is I know I cannot do anything mm-hmm. uh, without the very breath that I have in my lungs and, and mm-hmm. who do I believe is making that possible? Why do I have the life that I do? It's all a gift. And so just recognizing that I think is the first, the first step to anything mm. else. Um, yeah. And then on a daily basis, I mean, there's so much that goes in uh, to that, that whole process. Um, but I, I think just each and every day recognizing that and saying, I can't, I can't do today without you. I need your help. Yeah. Um, and so I, I let him inform ideas. Uh, I'm kind of a mystic in, in that regard too. I mean, I, I believe very much that God is, is living and active and talking and right. And, um, you think some of your ideas were given by God to I, you? I do. Yeah. Or, or at least I'm discerning, right. well, what's, what's going on right now? I think, um, what's he doing? I, cause I don't think he's, he's gone. I don't think right. I have to ask the question, what would Jesus do? I can say, what is Jesus doing? Because I can look and with spirit, you know, there's this phrase that appears a lot throughout, um, the Bible that says, um, you know, praying for the eyes of our hearts to be enlightened. So we need spiritual senses. We need spiritual eyes. We need spiritual ears to to discern what is it that Jesus is doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then move towards that. That's right. Walk in step with him. Follow him. It says he's prepared good works for us to walk in beforehand. So how do I look for his footsteps? How do I walk alongside in partnership with him? I'm not making 
it happen and then dragging mm-hmm. him along with me, right. I get to follow. And I think the question I, – I, this conversation is inspiring me in, in, as I'm thinking through it. It's like if we understand that who a question also in light of God yes. like and our identity, then it also means we aren't, all, we aren't defined by our what like and the success and the ups and downs of life. Well, Jesus knew he was a son, and what did he do? He says, I can do nothing except that which I see my father doing. Yeah. So even Jesus gave the model, like, he wasn't doing it all himself. Right. He represented and manifested a life on the earth that showed and demonstrated, I'm going to follow what my father in heaven is doing. I'm going to only do what I see, again, that idea of spiritual eyes, see what he's doing. So now I get to follow in his footsteps and doing only what I see Jesus doing. Hmm. Love that. I love that. We're lining up with his his model, not just his his words, but his model and example of dependency. I love that. I think men, uh, I mean, men men and women, but I think often men can be defined by their successes or or even let themselves be defined by their failures. And I think resting in I'm a son yes. first, then I don't need to worry. It puts a lot less pressure on my this the that I'm going to be nothing if my new startup doesn't make it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> man. You know what? I mean, look. You know, also as a serial starter, I there is such an important place of of brokenness. And look, Jesus's life. I mean, if we just look at there were plenty of quote unquote just using earthly eyes that you would look at uh, <laughs> uh, uh, using a context of failure, right? Like, right. Um, and he he wasn't even welcome in his own hometown, right? I, I mean, there was just so much happening um, in his day, and, and he really modeled still how, how to walk that out humbly. So I, I agree with you. I mean, it's not about what we can do. And I think we can even use spiritual language. I know I've done it in my past where – we, we can act like, oh, you know, we're, we want it for, for God, for his right. glory. And yet really at the end of the day, there's like this masked reason right sure. right behind the surface. It's like yeah. we really want it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I, we re- God really wants a church of 5,000 people, but for me as a pastor, but I think, it, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe <yeah. laughs> that's really about me. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've talked to so many pastors about this. This is a trap in any profession. It doesn't yeah, not matter. Just pastors, right. It's just a human instinct to want to, you know, do or be the guy right. or be the gal um, that uh, has some type of win. But I love what Paul says in uh, Scripture, too. You know, he says um, that he would rather boast in his weakness because the power of God right. is, is made perfect in it. And so that's that's what I'm trying to do. I, I, I'm happy to admit I, I'd much prefer to be involved in something that I can't even sign my name to, that I can't even say, oh, I did that. Look at what I did. No, I didn't do it. Yeah, right. Keeps us humble. It does. <laughs> kind of like my fake news game. It keeps me humble. What happens <laughs> – what needs to happen, I think – I mean, if you were to say something that you would love to see flourish and happen in Phoenix, mm. what would that be? Oh, that's a wrap great up our question. Time? Great question. I mean, there are so many things I would love to see. Um, you know, on the spiritual, no, I would just love to see the church of uh, of Phoenix, of Arizona, continue to be a, a people of or, and, and press into being a, a people of of repentance, of peace. And of uh, service to those mm-hmm. that are in need. And mm-hmm. there's need all around us. You don't have to go far. You don't have to go into the inner city. You don't have to just serve 
the homeless or, right. um, uh, whoever. or yeah, whoever it is, orphans, whoever it might be, um, your neighbor, right? Uh, who's your neighbor? Where are you planted? So if you're a business person, you have people that you're working with every day, maybe, you know, you're, you're not even the boss. You're just, you feel like, oh, I don't have the, the power, the ability. I just want to see people that really serve where they're at and mm. they see the opportunity to be a people, a love of peace, of compassion, of care. And the more that we do that, um, I, I just believe uh, Phoenix, Arizona uh, will will be a more beautiful place. I love that. And maybe adding that to our morning devotions and prayer times, Lord, where do you, who do you want me to serve today and who you put in my path? That's right. And uh, we don't, yeah, you might call us around to Siberia or across the world, but it, I, uh, most often it's going to be right in front of us and God's going to make it clear because there's a world in need. Jonathan, this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Thank Jonathan. you for coming on. This has been, I mean, I think you're asking the heart, the questions that we need to be asking. And just so if anyone to learn more, how can they learn more about you and the work you're doing? Uh, you can uh, find me in all my cranial nudist glory uh, at uh, <laughs> Uh I will warn you, the site is very pink. So okay. bra- brace your eyeballs. Watch I love it now. Pink. I love pink. Love pink. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fantastic uh, conversation. God bless you, brother. Appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.